Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work, and I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. It is February the 10th, and on this day in 1763, the Seven Years' War, a global conflict known in America as the French and Indian War, ended in the signing of the Treaty of Paris by France, Great Britain, and Spain. In the early 1750s, France's expansion into the Ohio River Valley repeatedly brought the country into armed conflict with the British colonies. In 1756, the British formally declared war against France. In the first year of the war, the British suffered a series of defeats at the hands of the French and their broad network of Native American alliances. However, in 1757, British Prime Minister William Pitt, the older, recognized the potential of imperial expansion that would come out of the victory against the French and borrowed heavily to fund an expanded war effort. Pitt financed Prussia's struggle against France and her allies in Europe and reimbursed the colonies for raising armies in North America. By 1760, the French had expelled from Canada, and by 1763, all of France's allies in Europe had either made a separate peace with Prussia or had been defeated. In addition, Spain's attempt to attend, uh, aid France in the Americas had failed, and France also suffered defeats against British forces in India. The Seven Years' War ended with the signing of the treaties of Hertfordsburg and Paris in February 1763. In the Treaty of Paris, France lost all claims to Canada and gave Louisiana to Spain, while Britain received Spanish Florida, Upper Canada, and various French holdings overseas. The treaty ensured the colonial and maritime supremacy of Britain and strengthened the 13 colonies by removing their European rivals in the North and South. Fifteen years later, French bitterness over the loss of most of their colonial empire contributed to their intervention in the American Revolution on the side of the Patriots, of course, uh, leading to the American Revolution and the victory becoming the United States of America. Great story. While the freedom truckers in Canada continued their peaceful protests against Prime Minister Trudeau and his COVID mandates, the vow to continue until Trudeau resigns or Canadians' freedoms are back, uh, are given back to them, Freedom Convoy truckers protesting the Canadian government's vaccine mandate continue to block the busiest border across the U.S., which carries 25% of trade between the countries for a third day in a row as a growing list of provinces start to lift COVID restrictions and General Motors plant in Delta Township, Michigan, is forced to cancel a second shift due to lack of supply for production. Prime Minister Justin Prudeau has smeared the truckers as swastika waivers and refused to budge on his uh, mandate, saying he doesn't listen to people who illegally block borders. For a third day in a row, trucks and vehicles lined the main route, leading to the Ambassador Bridge, which uh, links Ontario, Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit, Michigan, which typically sees about 8,000 trucks pass through daily and accounts for 25% of the trade between the two countries. By the way, a judge ordered Ottawa, the Ottawa police, to return all fuel that they seized from the truckers 
This is great news. I just was out outrageous that somehow, some way, they could start seizing fuel for these truckers. Well, judge ordered him to give them back. That's that's uh, just great news. Now, this is simply outrageous. Colorado election clerk Tina Peters, I've seen her in the news many times over the last couple of years, who refused to destroy the 2020 election data that all election officials in America are legally mandated to maintain after the election. She was arrested yesterday on phony charges. I actually watched a video of it. In the corrupt and anti-American uh, world of the Biden administration, if you don't break the law, you get arrested. Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters was arrested and handcuffed on Tuesday on some trumped-up charges related to her iPad. CBS Denver reported, Embedded, uh, embattled Mesa County Clerk and recorder Tina Peters now faces potential new legal trouble after a run-in with the police in Grand Junction Tuesday morning. The confrontation came at a Main Street Bagels, uh, where uh, police, along with investigators from the office of the district attorney, were armed with a warrant. Video of the interaction surfaced quickly with Peters demanding that officers let go of her, saying, You're hurting me. At one point, Peters kicked up her leg towards an officer. She was arrested, but soon after released, pending charges. It'll be up to the office of uh, the 21st District Attorney Dan Rubenstein to determine or decide what, if any, charges she might face. It's not clear, not released by the Grand Junction Police or the DA, whether the iPad was obtained by authorities. The device was sought after Peters attended a court hearing for her employee, Belinda Kinsley, uh, Kinsley is accused of going to secure areas of the uh, clerk's office and use Peter's passwords to print items after she'd been ordered to stay away from the office by the county officials investigating complaints about Kinsley's workplace behavior. An affidavit for a search warrant for the iPad indicates Peters was in the courtroom when the prosecution told the judge it appeared Peters was uh, using an iPad to record the proceedings. Ms. Peters, a Gold Star mom, by the way, is being harassed because she wouldn't legally delete 2020 election information from her uh, jurisdiction's voting machines per a directive from corrupt Soros-backed Colorado State of, uh, of Secretary of State Gina Griswold. Ms. Peters made a copy of the machine's information before performing the action requested by Griswold that resulted in deleting all information from the machines. For adhering to the law, Griswold is being punished. Unbelievable. Ms. Uh, Peters' home was also raided by the corrupt FBI for doing the right thing and not breaking the law. Now in the middle of the day at a bagel shop, that's right, they went into a bagel shop to do this. She was arrested for doing the right thing. This is Biden's America where crooks go free and patriots are arrested. I mean, they could have said, uh, look, we, well, we have an issue. Could you come down to the courthouse or could, you know, we're going like, to stop by and pick up your iPad could have handled a lot of different ways, but instead they chose to humiliate her as she was in a bagel shop, arrested her, put handcuffs on her. It's just unbelievable. Well, uh, President Joe Biden's Corona Task Force on Wednesday sidestepped decisions by Democratic governors to list mask mandates across the country, recommending most Americans remain masked in uh, public indoor settings. At this time, we continue to recommend masking in uh, areas of high and substantial transmission. Centers for uh, Disease Control Rochelle Molinsky stated during a press briefing. That's most of the country right now. She said the data showing coronavirus hospitalizations and cases was falling and were encouraging, but 
did not announce an update on their federal guidelines for children in schools. We're, of course, taking a close look at this in real time, and we're evaluating rates of transmissions as well as rates of severe outcomes as we look at updating and reviewing our guidance, she said. Some Democrat governors have lifted mask mandates despite the CDC's continued guidance for populated areas to keep wearing masks in indoor public settings. But Walensky said there was always some flexibility. We've always said that these decisions are going to have to be made on a local level, she said. Uh, White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zintz and include, uh, and include Director of the National Security Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, focused most of their message on the importance of getting vaccine booster shots to increase immunity for the virus. Uh, Fauci hinted at the likelihood of some people requiring a fourth booster shot. There may be some need for yet again another boost. In this case, a fourth dose boost for an individual receiving the mRNA, Fauci said, adding he does not expect an across-the-board recommendation for the government to do so. This guy is so crooked. He shouldn't be in the position he's in. It should, it's time for his retirement, if not incarceration. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at uh, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with my wife, Linda. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Higher Senior Resources at the Golden Gate Senior Center goes a long way towards keeping seniors connected in the community and with each other. Serving all of Collier County, the Senior Center provides comprehensive information regarding resources and services that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers, empowering seniors to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Programs are offered free of charge in a safe, welcoming space and focus on fellowship, enrichment and wellness, continuing education and meeting basic needs through offering such as daily hot lunch, health screenings and counseling services. So whether you're looking for referrals to services or a vibrant place to make friends, enjoy community support or learn something new, Collier Senior Resources at the Golden Gate Senior Center is your Collier Senior Center. 
To learn more about programs and services, please visit callyourseniorresources.org. That's callyourseniorresources.org. Or call the Senior Center directly at 239-252-4534. That's 252-3534. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. You can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Well, a viral video showed a group of Virginia students serving a lawsuit to Loudoun County School Board over its mask mandates. Delivered at a meeting on Tuesday, the students were seen carrying piles of affidavits into the chamber as parents cheered. According to the Loudoun Times Mirror, the affidavits were presented after a speaker claimed the school division failed to respond to a February 2nd notice of maladministration and demanded to cease and desist enforcing what they said are unconstitutional mandates on students. A spokesperson for the school board confirmed that the affidavits were delivered and they would be examined. Upon delivery, uh, Chair Jeff Morse called for an immediate recess. Students said that the mass, the sexual assaults, and everything that the county has done wrong led to the affidavits. It felt really good serving them after, you know, being suspended. This is according to 11-year-old Ryan Mobley, who was suspended in school for not wearing a mask, said Eric Bowling. Uh, You could tell that they were very flustered, annoyed, and they just didn't know what to do, said student Caroline Thomas. I wasn't nervous at all. The passion for this change to happen overcame all the fear. Republican uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, by the way, who I think is pretty, really impressive, praised the students for their civic engagement. I don't know what I was doing at their age, but it wasn't it, Sears said. My God, these kids are going to make sure that the government listens to them. Earlier in the week, Virginia Supreme Court dismissed a petition against Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's mask mandate prohibition in schools. Launched by a group of parents in Chesapeake, Virginia, the petition essentially asked the court to invalidate Youngkin's executive order blocking the enforcement of masks in school and Virginia schools seeking a writ of mandibus. The court instead offered no opinion of legality on Youngkin's executive order and ruled that a writ of mandibus is only used for extraordinary circumstances. That's great. Congratulations to the kids in uh, Loudoun County presenting the school board with a lawsuit. That is just precious. That's the best. Talk about civic engagement. Well, the Biden administration denied media reports saying the federal government was sending out safe smoking kits that included crack pipes. The Washington Free Beacon reported Monday that a Health and Human Services spokesman said that the kits, part of a $30 million grant program aimed at reducing diseases and cutting drug use, would provide pipes for users to smoke cocaine, uh, crystal methamphetamine, and illicit substance. But on Wednesday, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra and the Office of National Drug Control Policy Director Raful Gupta issued a statement in which they said no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes and safe smoking kits. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki uh, blamed the alleged fake news on inaccurate media reporting. (laughs) Talk about a reversal, of course, huh? 
uh, Saki saying, uh, fake, calling out fake news. Anyhow, they were never part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting, and we wanted to make uh, put out information to make that clear, she said at a press briefing on Wednesday. We don't support federal funding indirectly or directly for PIPES. The grant program, which has closed applications Monday and will begin in uh, May, is funded by Biden's American Rescue Plan, which was passed on a party-line vote. It lasts three years and will give out $400,000. The program will provide uh, funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. A safe smoking kit may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of disease like HIV and hepatitis, she said. I'd note that the, we're really talking about here is steps that we're taking as a federal government to address the opioid epidemic, which is killing tens of thousands, if not more Americans, every single day, every week, every month of the year, she said. Now, just as a pause here, as an aside, if they really were concerned about opioid epidemic, seems to me they'd do something about the crisis at the border where all the fentanyl is being brought across. But uh, that's not apparently the issue that's going to get Democrat votes. They think perhaps by providing this this uh, material for drug addicts that uh, they'll garner Democrat votes. Maybe that's the issue. I'm not sure. But it certainly seems that way. But Sarah and Gupta said the goal of harm reduction is to save lives. The administration is focused on a comprehensive strategy to st stop the spread of drugs and curb addiction. Basir and Gupta said in their joint statement, including prioritizing the use of proven harm reduction strategies like providing uh, test strips and clean syringes, as well as taking decisive actions to go after violent criminals who are trafficking illicit grubs, drugs like fentanyl across our borders and into our communities. Well, they, they did mention that. Of course, it's not a pri high priority, as you can see. We'll continue working to address the addiction and overdose epidemic and ensure that our resources are used in the smartest and most efficient manner, uh, they said. Well, too bad. Seems to me that we have St. Matthew's House right here in uh, on the Paradise Coast who are addressing the issue in a very strong way. How are they doing that? Well, they're taking addicts in. They're helping them to uh, clean up and recover, helping them get back on their feet and helping them uh, get jobs. Seems to me a little tough love is in order as opposed to some of these Democrat programs. Wednesday on uh, business Fox Business Network's Varney and Company, Representative Ronnie Jackson, a Republican from Texas, doubled down on his call for President Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. Jackson, a former White House physician, called first on Biden to take the test in 2021. He joined 37 of his GOP colleagues urging him to follow the example set by President Trump, Jackson pointed to his 14 years as White House doctor, saying he knows exactly what it takes mentally and physically to serve as president. He added, Biden has continued to get worse and worse. I was at the White House during the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and the Trump administration. I was there for 14 years as the White House physician, he explained. I know exactly what it takes mentally and physically to do that job, and I think it's on full display for everybody in the country and everybody in the world to see right now that President Joe Biden doesn't have the cognitive ability to do his job right now. He's continued to get worse and worse, said Jackson. I sent a letter back in June of last year requesting that he have a cognitive test done as part of his annual physical exam, he continued. This was before he had his physical exam done. He recently had his physical done and there was no mention whatsoever of a cognitive testing. 
And I remind everybody that we did this with President Trump. We sent the president, uh, and we did uh, this because of the outcry from liberal media and from mainstream media and from the uh, far left that the president should have a cognitive test as part of his evaluation. Now, you may recall, he took the test and he aced it. He got all the questions right. Apparently, it's pretty tough at the end there. The questions get harder and harder. Anyhow, the president's been said, and the president, Biden, needs to step up and to the plate. He needs to have this test done, and they need to provide those results to the American people so we can have trust and confidence that he's capable. Hey, you think about it. Uh, here's a guy who uh, actually could set off a nuclear war at a moment of just total derangement. I mean, the, it, as he continues to deteriorate in his capacity for thinking, uh, people who get in that shape uh, many times are not thinking clearly at all and also can experience a lot of anger and rage. Uh, it's very important that he, he actually take this test. I agree with Ronnie J Jackson, uh, and uh, he, should ha he should take the test. Well, the White House announced uh, Wednesday that Vice President Kamala Harris would travel to Europe as the crisis in the Ukraine continues to escalate. Harris will travel to Germany to attend the Munich Security Conference as European leaders weigh increased tensions with Russian President Vladimir Putin, continue to weigh a decision on whether or not to further invade Ukraine as he continues building up troops along the border. Sabrina Singh, the vice president's deputy press secretary, said Harris' visit would demonstrate our ironclad commitment to our NATO allies and underscore our commitment to Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. The White House uh, frequently dispatches Harris to uh, handle difficult <laughs> situations, including her assignment is to handle the root causes of President Joe Biden's border crisis. She failed to register on any meaningful progress on any issues. The president, or vice president was also sent to France in November to help clean up relations with the Americans' oldest ally after the Biden administration infuriated the French by failing to inform them about a nuclear submarine deal with Australia. You recall that. She was there. She was like faking a French accent. It was hilarious. She's so incompetent. Harris continues sending a message to Putin that further invade Ukraine would be a big mistake. If Russia and Vladimir Putin violate the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine, there's going to be serious consequences, and we're very clear about that, Harris said in an interview on, in January. On Monday, Biden urged Americans to leave Ukraine. I think it would be wise to leave the country, he said, in response to the question as to the press conference uh, with uh, German Chancellor Schultz at the White House. I'd hate to see them go get God in the crossfire if, in fact, they did invade, and there's no need for that, said uh, <laughs> the president. Unbelievable. Let's put Harris in charge. That'll work out well, right? Unbelievable. Okay, come on up. We're going to visit with Linda Harris. <laughs> Excuse me, Linda Harden. Getting confused here. My wife, but also extremely knowledgeable of what's happening in social media and the globe. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best, also building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's just amazing. 
and great performances, you can get tickets now by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda, of course, my wife, beautiful wife and great companion. Also uh, very talented. She writes uh, Greetings from Paradise, or did. She says she's not going to do it anymore. But anyhow, that'll leave a lot of folks disappointed. But irrespective, also staying right on top of the news. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, and just let me say I'm so glad that we live in Florida. It's great. I mean, it's been a little chilly down here, but my goodness, it's in zero degrees in other places of the country. Uh, Florida is just absolutely wonderful, not only just because of the weather, but also because of our great governor and the the environment that we have, keeping us away from all the mask mandates and the nonsense that are going on. We actually have uh, requirements here that kids cannot be masked up in school. Meanwhile... The CDC is suggesting the kids should stay masked up, even though their chances of getting ill from the virus are, uh, or never mind getting ill or dying or being hospitalized are so minimal, almost not measurable. You know what I posted um, on Getter last night? If you if you people uh, have been banned from Twitter like I have uh, twice, mm-hmm. my badge of honor, uh, uh, I'm on Getter a lot and on Telegram a lot, but I posted something that I had... Uh, done, a, done a screenshot of um, in August two, uh, 2020 where it said that uh, the CDC quietly announced that uh, of all the deaths that that all the media were putting on the TV screens nonstop from COVID, only 6%, now what, well, every death is tragic, yeah. but only 6% of all those deaths were due to COVID. And, and now it's coming full circle where they're saying, oh, well, we need to re-examine those numbers. Meanwhile, I mean, the hypocrisy is just so incredible. And, and now they're keeping these, these little children mm-hmm. masked. But adults who, are, who are, have, don't have the immunity that children do, it, it just doesn't, they're trying to um, um, make the children sick too. Well, of course, a lot of governors are reverse course. Uh, a lot of communities are reverse course. A lot of Canadian provinces are reverse course as well, opening up. I think they're starting to get the message that the people are just not going to stand for it. People can manage their own health. Uh, we don't have a pandemic anymore. We may have an endemic, perhaps, with a new disease, of, of, of a virus that we have to watch for every year like we do the flu. But irrespective, I mean, people can make their own decisions. If they have, uh, if you have, uh, a uh, immune system that's compromised anyway, uh, just take safer precautions. Otherwise, let's get back to normal. Let's smile. Let's uh, have uh, the view of other people's faces. Let them see our face. Let's just move back to normal. Well, you know, you talk about um, uh, all these things that we were used to having, like colds and the flu and whatever, and it just comes back full circle to all these poisons that... that um, the FDA has approved to go into our um, our foods that we eat and, and the fertilizers that are um, fertilizing our golf courses and, and the farmlands and whatever, and how much of this is, is making our immune systems not as healthy as they would have been otherwise. Now, that's so true. And you know what? The government is not serving us well right now. They're starting to censure good information, absolutely trying to uh, circulate information they claim is uh, good information, but it's not. It's false information. That's, we're just going through a difficult time right now. We just need to move back to uh, sanity. And I think uh, right now, I think you'd mentioned off air that uh, 
uh, Obama's coming to town to help. Gary Obama. Coming, he's coming to town to help rebrand the Democrat Party. Maybe you could tell us about this. So I saw a clip on social media last night and this morning about Eric Swalwell. You remember him. Oh, of course. He's a representative from California who managed to sleep with a Chinese spy. Right. Well, he was on some show on MSNBC, that uh, Lawrence O'Donnell show. Um, and he said that Barack Obama is coming to Washington today to talk to the Democrats about rebranding and how to change their messaging because... Uh, Nobody likes them anymore, and their poll numbers are dropping like a rock. Speaking of that, by the way, did you see that Nancy Pelosi uh, a week ago said there was no problem with members of Congress uh, trading on the U.S. Uh, the stock market in the right. USA? And all of a sudden, yesterday, she said, "Nope, can't do that anymore." The, her her poll numbers. They said, "Well, she must have gotten some bad news on her poll numbers because she's." They are in a mess. They are in a total downward spiral the democrats and they can't they're changing their message and it's and they're just looking more and more like hypocrites every day you know on another note though it's disappointing i don't know whether it's because of the mainstream media won't cover it uh we just are not seeing a clear message from the from the republican party it's uh, more counterpunching than it is actually with a clear message going forward frankly uh Irrespective of the reason, I certainly would like to see more clear message about freedom, about uh, opportunity, uh, just to counter some of these things that the, uh, that the never mind counterpunching, it's just a clear message about where we should go from the Republicans. Well, it's, it's what we talked about yesterday about the Uniparty. I mean, so many of these people on both sides of the aisle have been part of the establishment, or when they came to Washington, they joined the establishment. And... and uh, now, now it's not working for them. I told you before, you know, over dinner or whatever, that that we're trying to figure out who the go good guys are in Congress on both sides of the aisle, Republicans or Democrats. And the more and more, um, the the rhinos are being revealed. Yeah, President uh, Trump yesterday called out McConnell. <laughs> he said he's the not speaking. Crow? He's not speaking. Yeah, uh, what is it? Cocaine, Mitch. He's not speaking for the uh, for the Republican Party, so it's so interesting. So I mean, uh, at the at the very nucleus of everything that's going on with the Democrats, of course, is the lack of popularity of President Joe Biden. Well, his poll numbers are dropping like a rock. The Republicans, the one thing the Republicans have said, and there's a group of them who have, and I think Ronnie Jackson is is one of them who have called for a cognitive test for Biden because mm -hmm. he's just so. He's so out of it, but um, it's it's sad to see our government in such turmoil. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I think we talked about this yesterday. If if Donald Trump had won, well, we know he won mm -hmm. because of, and we we need to touch on. If uh, I guess another way to say it is, if Donald Trump were rightfully in the in the White House, exactly. Yeah, we would not. All these people would not be exposed. Mm -hmm. And the more this goes on. And the more difficult it's getting for these people in Washington, the more people that who, are, who we thought were good elected officials have turned out to be uh, rhinos. Yeah, yeah. And, and not out for the good of the people, but out for their own good. Look at Liz Cheney, by the way. She is she is she just called her own constituents a, a bad name. They're a, like they're stupid, kind of like what what Hillary called uh, people who didn't vote for her deplorables. Liz Cheney's calling out her own constituents. They're crazies, I think she said. Well, you know, uh, actually, with the experience that we've had, we've been active uh, 
politically in supporting candidates. And it's in, in some cases, it's been disappointing to see after the candidates that elected that we supported how they end up uh, performing. It's in some cases pretty disappointing. So you never know what's going to happen with people until they actually get into power, actually have the position. And uh, I mean, we're so grateful to have, of course, our own governor in place, DeSantis, and our own, by the way, representative, uh, Byron um, Donald's doing a terrific job. And how about Rick Scott? By I, the way, uh, just I want to mention about Rick Scott. He was on <clears throat> he was on Fox yesterday, and he was um, they were asking him about the the masks and stuff. And he said exactly what you said. He says, just let people do their own thing. Let them live their lives for heaven's sakes. I mean, it, you know, people people get sick, people die, but. You can't, you can't prevent, I don't know, care what you do, you cannot prevent people from catching anything. You just can't. Well, let's face it, these uh, epidemiologists, the people that are uh, giving us advice about the Rochelle uh, Walensky and, uh, what a joke she is. and Fauci, now, these people have one concern and one concern only, and that's this virus. Uh, now, there's a lot of unintended consequences with the things that have happened, like overdoses of drugs, family violence, and you can go down the list. I'm not going to repeat the list that we've heard, but we we need to uh, make decisions in our lives and to have one person with one focus. You know, the old thing is if you have a hammer, you're looking for a nail to hammer. So uh, they have one interest and one interest only. We need to be uh, take their advice, listen to them, but uh, make our own decisions individually about our families and about ourselves. That's the way we're intended to live as Americans. Take their advice and do the opposite, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Randy, Randy Weingarten, the, the head of the uh, teachers union, was, was on uh, MSNBC or, or CNN or whatever uh, yesterday and said, the only way that the children should be unmasked is when transmissibility is zero. What chances? Yeah. I mean, kids go, kids get colds and bring them home, and yeah. You know, who who stuff put happens. her in office? For and and, of... and when did she? Like you said last night at dinner, when did she graduate from medical school? Exactly. All right, we're gonna have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months, finally having exhausted all alternatives for pain management. Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice 
Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education and the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.optimaed.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board, among other things, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden. Again, Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. So, you know, uh, right now, this new Department of Homeland Security thing says we gotta, we're got to domestic terrorists if we continue to bring up the topic about the 2020 elections. But I don't think that discussion is done. Absolutely not. There's so much coming out. And I think you covered earlier what happened to Tina Peters, an election official in, in Colorado, yeah. about that she was, she was um, arrested at a coffee shop uh, in, in Colorado um, and her for, for there are no charges. No. I mean, they just they just handcuffed her and took her out. Of the well, they time. they wanted a they wanted her iPad. Is what they they could have called her up and said, "Can we have your iPad? We'd like to inspect it." Boy, I'd sue those people up one side and down the other. Yeah. Anyway, this this other gal who from Colorado, who's a who's a a friend and a coworker of Tina Peters. Her name is Sharana. I think I can't remember her last name, but she was on Bannon the other day, and said um, there is so much information coming out about the about the crookedness of the election, about these machines that they... And Steve Bannon was saying, well, when is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? She says, it's going to come out any day, but we had to put it into language that the, the um, average American can understand because there's so, so much um, difficult language involved in explaining what went on. But bottom line is that hundreds of thousands of, of ballots in Colorado alone were counted twice. Of course. I mean, hundreds of thousands of ballots in the swing stakes are phony, are not permissible, you know, sometimes on a technicality, sometimes because they were simply forged. But irrespective, I mean, I don't think this is done at all. And sooner or later, this is going to come to light. I think uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty clear that there are good cases in, in uh, for example, Georgia, in Wisconsin, in uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona. Yep. Uh, what's, what's so interesting about, about, what's going on and, and this gal named Sharona was very clear that the reason that that Tina Peters and, and Sharona and other people are getting harassed is because the attorney general in that state has been trying to cover this up. She knew about the election fraud. She's, they're desperate to try and, and stop the information coming out about it. Look what's happening in, in Georgia with Brad Raffensperger and, and he's actually been shown that he was involved in ballot harvesting, which is which is just amazing. This, the information that's coming out is incredible. And, and 
there are people like Michael Lindell we know of who's been traveling around the country trying to expose this. Um, uh, what I, I, I'm so glad to see that Newsmax is finally uh, counter-suing Smartmatic um, yeah. voting machines. Who, by the Smartmatic is, by the way, owned by the, um, what's that society that George Soros owns? That, uh, the uh, Free, Free Society. I've forgotten the name. Open of it. Society. Open, Open society. society, yeah. And so um, there are so many people and so many countries that have been involved in this election fraud. It's stunning. So so just to bring this, for what I really wanted to talk about was... was um, Dinesh D'Souza has been, I didn't even know this until a couple of days ago, that he's been involved in, in uh, finding out what really happened in the 2020 election. To, and, and oh, by the way, over the past years, because how long has, have these elections been, have been um, hijacked? Yeah. And, and his movie's coming out in April. It's called 2,000 Mules. And it's, he said um, on a post yesterday, he's not sure if he's going to put it in theaters because theaters are still iffy with this. Uh, these corona stuff going on but he's going to make sure that it's accessible for every american to see what really happened i I, he said there is so much stuff to be exposed it's incredible well yeah you know and uh, of course the wheels of justice grind grind very slowly much too slowly it would be great if we could get resolution on some of this stuff sooner than later but irrespective i still and i appreciate your opinion on this i still have hope that in fact, a court of law, perhaps a Supreme Court, sooner or later, in the face of all this evidence, is going to say, "Wait a minute, this election was fixed. We're going to uh, do something. Maybe overturn the election, redo whatever it might be. Somehow, some way, uh, justice has to be done." Well, it's it's so funny. What's well, not funny? It's it's sad. But the but the mainstream media just won't cover it. Fox won't cover it. Mm-hmm. None of the other networks will cover it, because guess what? They were involved in it. I mean, they were involved. Look at Fox. They called the um, uh, the night of uh, November 3rd in 2020, they called Arizona early. They never should have done it. And remember that uh, Lachlan Murdoch's wife uh, said after the election was called for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. she said, we did it. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, the the implications are huge. But, but yeah, will anyone be held accountable? That's the big question, because guess what? The Department of Justice has been weaponized against the American people, and 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 the Department of Homeland Security, like you mentioned, has said uh, that anybody who uh, talks against what happened in the election is domestic terrorists. Yeah, you know why? Because I think they're fearful. They're afraid the oh whole goodness. thing is going to be exposed, and uh, all these lies are going to be exposed. And uh, I think American people are going to be quite upset when they finally, when this all uh, finally comes to light. And by the way, uh, as I understand it, uh, Tucker Carlson last night, by the way, if our listeners, if you're not watching Tucker Carlson, my understanding is that he is the most listened to show or watched show by Democrats age 25 to 54. So that must scare the you know what out of the Democrats. It, it certainly must. But irrespective, he was talking about Kamala Harris last night and her location on January the 6th. Uh, maybe you could tell us about it. Well, I had never thought about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it never had, had been brought up before. But I thought he was so brilliant, or one of his producers or whatever was so brilliant in saying, where was she on January 6th? Be- yeah. By the way, she was supposed to be in the House of Representatives to break a tie should it... As should, the Senate. As the Senate, should it, should it occur. Yeah. And and she was in the, at the Democratic National uh, Committee's office. What was she doing there? And And at the same time, 
which the media is doing everything they can to cover that up. That there was a, there's film, there's video of uh, a guy setting two pipe bombs in the Democratic National Committee. Nobody's gone after him. Who is he? Um, you know what's going on with that? It's just, it's just amazing that Tucker Carlson managed to dig this out and and asked the big question, where was Kamala Harris? Yeah, so apparently she walked within a few feet of this pipe bomb, which, by the way, was not going to go off. It was uh, apparently had a clock on it that was kind of ancient, and uh, if, if an hour had passed, it wasn't going to explode. So there was no danger of exploding, although she didn't understand that. Nobody understood that. Point is that uh, she was walking in danger, apparently, close to danger. But why the cover-up? Why, why don't we know this? Why... Why, for example, has the FBI not explained what had happened and uh, made this public information for all of us? Something smells to high heaven to me. Well, <laughs> as, as Shakespeare said, something's rotten in the state of Denmark. So, so it's so interesting, too, that now this January 6th committee, which is it's, it's an Ill illegitimate committee anyway, because um, they're not supposed to do this kind of stuff. The right. Department of Justice is supposed to do this stuff, not them. They just issued a subpoena yesterday for Peter Navarro, to, to bring forth, I, this guy is probably going to blast the Bannon show up one side, down the other this yeah. morning because he's going to be so, and 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 he's going to be so irate. And and Bannon is so irate because you know um, they held him in contempt for not complying with the subpoena, and for a misdemeanor. Right. And and Bannon said uh, the other day he says after this whole thing with Tina Peters came out and whatever about her being arrested. He says, you, you messed with the wrong, <laughs> you messed with the wrong guy. He says, this is the, for you, this is going to be the misdemeanor from hell and bombshells are going to be dropping left and right. So get ready, pre, uh, uh, preserve your documents because yeah. it's coming. Absolutely. So interesting times right now. I think things are starting to come to a head. I'm, I keep on waiting for big news to break seems to be put off day after day after day. Uh, and by the way, I've been waiting for a year, but sooner or later, I think this news will break. But, but, but you, th you, have to, you have to remember, like I was telling my little nail gal yesterday, who was doing my nails, she says, I'm just sick of it. She says, this country is corrupt. Everybody in it in, is running the country is corrupt um, and nothing's being done about it. And I told her, I said, you know what? 30, 40 years of, of, all this stuff happening, all this stuff being planned that's happening to us now, it can't be overturned overnight. It has to be exposed to the American people, to the world, what's been going on, what's been done to us. And and yeah, we we want this to drop. By the way, don't forget about Durham. The the little oh, sn right. snippets of Durham are coming out too yeah. about about expanding the uh, the uh, case. Yep. The criminal charges is so interesting. Okay, we're going to take a little break right now. Hope you'll stay tuned. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I can do another segment. But how long do I have before I You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. 
With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239 239- 325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratostale Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden, my lovely wife, and also the author of Greetings from Paradise. Again, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Good morning. And you know what? Before we get started on on the one topic we discussed uh, before, I have to bring up something that I just find so tone deaf. Uh-huh. You know, all this crime is going on all over the country, um, smash and grabs, whatever. We even had an incident over at Waterside Shops. I don't know if people know about, but but um, people just came in and, and to the Gucci store and took a bunch of uh, uh, very expensive handbags and, huh. and ran with it. Um, if you want to discuss that at some point, because I don't think people know about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't realize anything like that was happening in Collier County. So you want to talk about it for a second, just to make people aware. I sent an email out to a lot of our neighbors and whatever, just to be aware of your surroundings. Because what what was interesting is that, you know, I walk uh, up to Waterside and back three times a week. And um, it was just before Christmas when I saw these, these tall, um, uh, young black guys with overcoats lurking around the Saks entrance. And I saw a Collier County Sheriff um, car that was over by the Apple store. And I thought, well, if I see, it just was so unusual because as long as we've lived here, I've never seen, um, and I was in Saks often, I've never ever seen three young uh, black men uh, in Saks ever. Mm-hmm. So so I said, well, I'm, I'm going to um, look around and see if I can see the guy belong, uh, the sheriff belonging to this Collier County Sheriff's deputy belonged to this car and I'm going to tell him about it. As it turns out, that sheriff uh, was there for a reason because on December 6th, three uh, black uh, young people from the East Coast had a stolen car and had gone into 
waterside and gone to the Gucci store. And it wasn't a smash and grab. It was just an enter. And they just took the these handbags off the uh, hmm. the shelves and made a beeline for the uh, Naples Grand, hmm. and which was stupid because that's kind of a dead end. And they were they were arrested. But um, then fast forward to Christmas when I saw these these guys at um, at the Saks entrance, and I finally found the sheriff's deputy, and and told him uh, what I saw. And he thanked me very much. I, I said, I'm not a bigoted. I'm not, I'm just saying, I, so you can identify him. Three tall black uh, young men with, with big overcoats on. And it was 80 degrees, oh, by the way. So, mm-hmm. and so Suspicious. Um, he thanked me very much. And I, when I was walking around over, over by Louis Vuitton, I looked over to see uh, where he was. And he had disappeared and gone into the sack store. So I don't know if I was being, you know, um, a citizen's, uh, I was doing my citizen's duty and reporting that. But it's scary that that stuff is going on in and Naples. Right here in, on the Paradise Coast. It certainly is. So, uh, well, anyway, the, re- the reason I brought it up is because all this crime is going on in New York and whatever. And how tone deaf the new mayor of New York City is, where he's, these police officers are getting killed, there's people are getting um, cold cocked by bats and whatever, people are getting shoved into the subway, uh, in front of subway trains. And he wants to put New York citizens and people in schools on a vegan diet. That's yeah. his big deal. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, and, and, that's and, not a bad idea, but it's got nothing to do with the problems at hand exactly. here. He's not serving his purpose as mayor. Uh, that's unfortunate. Hey, I want to get back to uh, the January 6th committee and uh, get your thoughts on what's going on there. Well, what's interesting is that um, from listening to all and reading all the things that I read and, and listen to, the January 6th committee is it just goes back to the 2020 election, the November 3rd election. They are doing everything they can to get away from the big steal, the big, the big lie, they call it, yeah. of, the, of the November 3rd election. They know what happened, and they're doing everything they can to change... The scent. To, well, to change, to change the conversation. Yeah. They want to pinpoint all these, um, all these people that they did nefarious things, and, they, and, and now they've... Uh, subpoenaed uh, Peter Navarro, they've subpoenaed uh, Steve Bannon, um, Jenna Ellis, who was uh, on the, uh, Rudy Giuliani, all these people, they're trying to get all these documents. Oh my goodness, they are doing everything, and they and it's an illegitimate committee. It is illegitimate. <laughs> it's, and it's not doing any favors to the political futures of Kinzinger and, uh, uh, what's her name, Cheney, uh, who, I, by the way, these people are don't tap as well. I mean, they, they literally are de- destroying their own personal popularity. I don't think they'll ever have elected positions again. Well, um, like I, I, I mentioned to you before, Liz Cheney has called her own constituents crazies. She has absolutely no uh, political capital left in Wyoming. It's, yeah. it's just to me. But she doesn't care. And somebody, they, they are so tone deaf that um, Steve Bannon is convinced that Liz Cheney wants to run for president in 2024. Good luck with that. Yeah, unbelievable. Linda, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much it's for joining the, us. It's been the Linda and Bob Hardy yeah, show this, this week. This has been fun. Of course, all this has been created by the whole... Uh, we've had some breakdown in equipment, looking to get it fixed today. And with any luck, if we get this whole problem fixed today, then we'll have some great guests tomorrow, including William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll also uh, visit with Professor Larry Bell, a Dowd professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and others as well. 
Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.